0: the create thrive podcast episode 111 handmade business is hard work do you want to grow a thriving profitable handmade business my name is jess van den and i'm here to help you do just that i took my own handmade business full-time in 2010 and since 2013 i've helped thousands of makers just like you create and grow successful handmade businesses so are you ready to thrive let's get learning Hey Thrivers, Jess here. Welcome to another episode of the Create and Thrive Podcast. It's awesome to have you with me as always. And I am here in my parents-in-law's house in Southampton, England, after our journey over here last week. Uh, You may be able to hear that I have also picked up a little bit of a cold, which is unfortunate, Long plane journeys can be dangerous for such things, or that recycled air. I don't know. Anyway, I'm on the men now, so that's good because we have a wedding to go to this weekend, uh, which was kind of ostensibly the motivation for getting us over here this year. Some of our dear friends are getting married. They've been together for about 15 years, and they finally decided to get married. So we thought they came over for our wedding, so we uh, couldn't miss it, and decided to come over for theirs. And very excitingly we made their wedding rings. So this is the very first wedding we've ever attended where the bride and groom are wearing our wedding rings. So that's going to be quite an exciting thing as well, <laughs> being able to see uh, people getting married with our rings. So yeah, okay. I only just realized it today because we made their rings like six months ago and, uh, you know, kind of knew about it, but it hadn't hit me because we have made rings for acquaintances and friends before, but for whatever reason, weren't at their wedding. So yeah, this is the first time we'll be actually attending the wedding, which is pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to that. And so is Nick. So this week we've just been You know, hanging out with the family, catching up with some friends and just basically settling in after the journey. Since we're here for five weeks, we have a, you know, we don't have to go too crazy and run around like uh, and, you know, we can just relax a little bit, which is really nice as well and i'm also hoping in the next few weeks uh, to actually organize a a q and a get together here in england so keep an eye out for that i haven't set a date yet but it will probably be in about 3 or so weeks time so if you're in the south of england um, i'm i'm planning probably on holding it in winchester uh, so that's at the moment haven't set the exact place or time but i will let you know and it'd be really awesome to meet you uh, if you could come along and you know say good day and ask me some questions. I I actually want to run a sort of a Q and a session and record it and actually put some of those questions and answers on the podcast. So if you think that sounds like fun, no video, I promise. (laughs) Uh, Please do keep an eye on that, uh, especially on the create and thrive Facebook page, because that's where I'll put up the event and obviously on the mailing list as well. And other exciting things happening. The Thriver Circle is opening next week for membership for 72 hours. So if you're wanting to join our community, don't miss out on that membership opening. Uh, And I'm also going to be running a Facebook Live next week. Uh, to coincide with that, uh, I'm going to run the Facebook Live and chat about the Thriver Circle. If you have any questions, please see if you can attend that. If you can't, you can you know, send them to me beforehand and I'll answer them for you. But if you could attend live, that would be awesome. Again, I'll be putting the time and date for that in, uh, in an email and also on the Create and Thrive Facebook page in the next few days. So keep an eye out for that. Membership's opening next week. So basically the 4th of July uh, in Australia, which so it'll be a little earlier elsewhere. Uh, so check out that, check that out. So it'll be the third in England and the UK and Europe and in the US as well. So this week I wanted to talk to you briefly. It won't be too long of an episode, but it's about something I think that's really important, and that is the idea that handmade business is actually hard work. Now that might sound obvious, but I think it's important to actually lay the truth out there and really, and just state it, you know, running a handmade business is hard work and it takes a long time to build a business and it's a lot of effort. And, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, when we start out, we may be a hobbyist and stuff like that. And we don't really, think ahead as to what it actually, what running a business actually entails. And so we sort of go in with blinders on, not really realizing what we've got ourselves in for. I know I did. And when you sort of in that first development phase, it starts to hit you how much there is to learn and how much there is to do. And, oh my gosh, what have I done? (laughs) So the idea of running a handmade business that actually makes you a decent income, I know can seem nigh impossible, especially in the beginning. Uh, But, you know, there's plenty of us out here like myself and plenty of other thousands of other people who do it. You know, we do actually get a decent income from a handmade business, but that doesn't mean that it's easy and it doesn't mean that it's something you can do quickly And it also doesn't mean, and I'm going to be honest here, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen for everybody. You know, it's, it's not guaranteed. Success is not guaranteed. It really isn't. And that's, it goes for everything in life, doesn't it? No matter what we do, success is not a guarantee. Now, if you really commit to something, you can generally figure it out. And I'm a big believer in that. And also, Well, let's talk about this word success for a minute. What does that even mean? (laughs) Like everybody has their own definition of success, right? What success looks like to me is not what it looks like to you. I might want to make, I don't know, $5,000 a month. You might want to make $100 a week, whatever. like, And it might not even be about the money per se. There might be something else behind that. You know, my success for me is not a dollar amount. That it actually has almost nothing to do with money. Success for me is a a feeling. Um, It's how I feel every day when I wake up, basically. And I know that's not as quantifiable as money. And that's why I say money is, you know, measuring things is really important because that feeling comes from something concrete. It comes from the fact that I'm, I know that I'm going to wake up each day and earn enough money to pay my bills and buy my groceries and be able to go on holidays like this one. It comes from that confidence knowing from long experience that I have done the work to build a business that allows me that freedom and the freedom from fear, you know, the freedom from fear of not having enough money because, you know, we all talk about, oh, well, money's not really you know, it's not my motivator or it's not important. But if you don't have it, it it is all you can think about because it's, you know, you need to, it to survive. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with making money a huge part of your motivation and a huge part of your goal, especially if you're wanting a business, a profitable business. You know, turning – and this is where it gets difficult because I know, you know, that whole idea of turning something you love into something that makes you money is fraught with issues. It really is. Because once you turn something that was you did for love into something you're doing for money – you have to change the way you approach it and you have to change the way you think about it and you aren't the owner of it anymore. You're actually creating things for other people rather than solely creating them for yourself. And I know that that can be a really difficult transition for people and it might take you a long time, but that's okay as well. You just have to be open to that fact. You know, you have to realize that if you are running a business, you're making a product to please your customer as much as... Well more than really than to please yourself, but the ideal is to find that sweet spot as I talk about between the things that you love to make and the things people really want to buy and where a lot of people come a cropper is that they just keep making what they like to make and wonder why nobody's buying it and if you're in that if you're in that position like you just keep making more and more and more, but you're not actually looking outside of yourself and focusing on your customer, that may be what you need to do um, is, is take that step and look outside of yourself. So to get back to the premise of this episode, handmade business is hard work. It takes a long time. Success is not guaranteed. However, I do believe if you are open to evolving what you make, you're open to constructive criticism and feedback, and you're open to change and you are absolutely dedicated to making it work then I think your chances of success are very high. And, you know, I think that's a really heartening thing. (laughs) I know it may not sound like it, right? But I'm a big believer in you can, you know, you can do what you put your mind to. And I'm also really passionate about being honest with you about the reality of it. You know, there's no shortcuts. There are no secrets. I hate that word. Whenever you see someone say, Oh, I teach you the secrets of something. There are no secrets. If you ever see me use that terminology, feel free to give me a, an, you know, a virtual slap because I absolutely detest it. Um, and I, there's no secrets to anything. No one can figure it out for you. Nobody can give you a bulletproof method for success. And if anybody tells you differently, they're probably trying to sell you snake oil or a miracle cure and that is not what you need and i know why we do it we 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 gravitate towards that sort of stuff because we feel like we're not enough we don't know enough we're not good enough we can never do it um you know we can't figure it out we feel lost and that's okay And it's okay to get help and it's okay to get guidance. I mean, here, that's what I do. You know, I do this podcast to share my advice, to share um, what other people are doing. I sell courses. I have the Thriver Circle membership where I give you all that I possibly can to help you in that journey. You know, my Your Year to Thrive program, it's a year-long program and I share everything I possibly could think of in a structured way that will help you take that journey to build a successful profitable business. But even, you know, even with all of that there, I'm not promising you that it's going to happen. I'm not promising that success is guaranteed because it comes down to you. It's all, you know, you're the one with the power. You are the one who can make it happen or not. I'm only here to guide and to give advice and to say, "Hey, here's my experience here's the experience of other successful people this is what we've done this is what we think but you know you can you can listen to me or and other people giving advice and i think you should absolutely but you also need to listen to yourself because you are the one who knows what's right for you and you are the one who knows what success means to you and you are the one with the power to make it happen only you and i think it's really important to own that and just really believe in yourself. You know, if, if you believe in yourself and, and I don't mean in a, I know I sound like, like, I sound like Tony Robbins right now, just believe in yourself. No, but you know, it's really true. You know, nobody else can give you the confidence. Nobody else can give you the determination and the discipline that it takes to make it happen. All that other people can do is be guides on the path and be supporters and cheerleaders. And you know what? All that stuff is really, really important. But at the end of the day, you are the one. You are the one who can make it happen. And if you come to it with false ideas about how easy it's going to be or how quick it's going to happen or how, you know, oh, I'm just going to put stuff out there and everybody's going to love everything I do and buy it, then you're setting yourself up for disappointment. But if you come to it with... you know, that gritty determination that I can figure this out, I want to make it happen, I'm open to change, I'm willing to learn, I'm willing to take other people's advice or throw it away, whatever works for me, then I'm pretty confident that you will make it happen. Now, you know, a lot of us start off like I did, Selling stuff simply because we made more than we could ever use (laughs) and more than we could ever give to family and friends. We never really thought necessarily that we'd have it turn into a business, but it started to evolve that way when we realized that people are actually willing to give me money for this thing that I make. And it's really exciting. Now, if you're in that phase and (laughs) you might be in that phase after making your craft for a month or making that craft for 10 or 20 years, it doesn't matter. It's, it's that moment where we make the decision to transition. I'm not a hobbyist. I'm an artisan. I'm a professional. I'm making something that's high quality that will last, that people want. And then we fall, you know, if you don't have any business experience especially, and even if you do but in traditional business – you fall into this huge world, (laughs) this bewildering and overwhelming world of all of the things that you have to learn. Photography, keywords, blogging, social media, online venues, mailing lists, marketing, SEO, lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. (laughs) And there's, you know, I know I understand there's an endless wealth of things to learn. And the hard part is choosing what what do I implement right now? And what do I put off till later? And I, so many people in the Thriver Circle and so many students I've worked with over the years, this has been one of the hugest stumbling blocks Um, in the first few years of business. And even, look, I'll be honest, even further down the line, <laughs> this is difficult. Um, We were having a chat in the Thriver Circle last night and one of the members was talking about the fact that... Um, she's so busy with orders that she can't actually find time to update her website which she's been meaning to do for ages and so you know her, she's feeling like her website's not up to scratch she could be doing better but you know she's flat out and for some of you that might sound like oh well boo hoo but let's let's be realistic you depending on what stage of business you're in you come up, a gap, up, up against different issues and different problems. And that is a genuine problem. Now I know it might not sound like it. Oh yeah, you're busy. So what's the problem? But if you're, you know, if you're too busy, and you can't keep things updated. I mean, I'm actually in that point myself right now. I've been meaning to update my website for a long time. And it just hasn't happened because, you know, I ha- I've been busy, but I also haven't prioritized it. And it's been one of those things that you just put on the list for later, for later, for later. And then the years pass and you're like, oh, my gosh, I haven't done that thing yet. So, you know, none of us are perfect. None of us have got it all figured out. And there's always a, there's always a struggle. And there's always a pull between the things that we know we need to do and the things that are right in front of our face going, you know, you must do me right now. And then you get stuck doing the, you must do me right now things. So it is really important to focus on those, uh, um, those urgent things and get them done. But it's also important to have an idea of priorities and think about the important things and when you're going to get them done. You know, you could learn, you could spend your entire life learning about business, and not one actual moment doing business, and still not know all there is to know. When I talk on this topic, you know, because a lot of people are like, well, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm starting handmade business because I love making stuff. That's awesome. You need to hold on to that, <laughs> hold on to that love of what you make, because there will be times in the future where that that does wane. Um, because you just, you know, you feel overwhelmed or busy or stressed or whatever. But when in the, in the first few years, you really need to spend, wait for it, uh, probably around 80%, maybe even more of your time on the business side of things and the small remainder on the actual making. Now I'm not kidding about that percentage. I know it's a bit crazy And it might sound like, what are you talking about? (laughs) But, you know, when you're starting out, there's no point putting more time into making more and more and more products. If number one, you're not making the right products. And number two, no one is actually seeing them. So how do you make sure that you're making the right things, creating a brand, a presence and a shop that actually brings people in? And has them, you know, going, leaving again, having actually bought something. There's no easy answer, but there are some answers out there. <laughs> and, you know, the key is learning from people who are doing it already. And that, that's, you know, that's how I've learned. And that's how I always recommend people should learn. It's, it's, it's kind of like the old apprenticeship system, you know, where you would be apprenticed to somebody and you would not only learn the craft, alongside them, but you would learn everything about the business as well. And I think it's a real shame that that's not done more often um, in all things really, because it is such a powerful way to learn. And that's really the whole philosophy behind what I do with Create and Thrive is I want to, I want to offer that, you know, offer that bit of mentorship and guidance to help you Um, try to make those decisions and try to work out what you need to be doing now and what you can leave up till later. But the most important thing really, you know, when you're starting out is to get clear on your product. And that might mean you spend a lot of time on product development and pricing and all of that sort of stuff. Now, there's two ways to do that. You can do that live i.e. you can just put a shop up, start putting your stuff in it and figure it out as you go. Or you can do all of the work before you actually launch. There's nothing right or wrong about either way. It depends on what you want to do. I did it the first way. A lot of us do because we just, we kind of are using our feedback from our customers and our sales as guidance as to what people want. And that's a really powerful way of learning and evolving your product line uh, the second way you have to be able, you know, you do a lot of work before you launch and you have to be really sure that you've kind of done the work beforehand to do a bit of market research and investigate if there's a need for this product, um, especially if you're kind of doing a big launch where you're telling everybody about it and then throwing it all out there into the world. And there's no reason why you can't kind of combine the two. But, you know, really from that, that beginning point, really think about it. Think about first of all what you want. what's what's your idea of success? What's your goal? how How long are you willing to work on this? You know what's be realistic. Are you expecting to suddenly be making heaps of money in three months' time? Because if that's the case, reassess and be more realistic about time frame. So think about that. think about what does success look like and feel like to me quantifiably? You know, look at the numbers, look at the how much, you know, things like how much money I'm going to be making, how much time I'm going to be spending on my business, how much time I'm going to be spending with my family. Can I quit a day? You know, can I take uh, one more day a week off of my job or whatever it might be? And then from that point on, once you have that clarity, you know, and a a goal in mind and what, you know, a vision of what that's going to look like when you have achieved that success Start the small steps, you know, start making those steps towards that and believe that you can make it happen and you can figure it out. And, you know, someone who's a little bit ahead of you on the path, whether it's me or another colleague or another teacher or mentor is someone who can help you and guide you and try to make things a little bit easier for you (laughs) rather than you having to figure out it all by yourself from scratch because they've already been through it. And I highly recommend finding someone, even if it's not me, someone else who you can trust, to be honest with you, uh, who you can trust to be uh, down to earth and give you, you know, real solid, honest feedback about your what you make and your business model and all of those other things, because that will really help your business grow in leaps and bounds a lot faster. And I really hope that you can make it happen. And that's why I'm here every week sharing with you little, little breadcrumbs, little tidbits of knowledge along the way to hopefully guide you in that journey of creating a handmade business that works for you and your life and makes you feel happy and successful. So here's to you. Here's to the second half of 2017. You know, we're halfway through the year. Look back. I want you to look back right now. And think about one thing that has been wonderful about your business, one thing that's been really exciting, or if you don't have a business yet, something in your business, you know, pre-business journey, that's been really wonderful and really exciting and focus on that thing and think about why that happened. What did you do to make that happen? And how can you do more of that and make more of that awesome stuff happen in the second half? Of 2017 and beyond. So in summary, handmade business is hard work, but it is worth it. (laughs) It is so worth it to be in control of your income, to be in control of your business, to have the freedom to do things the way you want to do them, to make lovely things and put them out into the world and have people appreciate them and use them and make them part of their lives. So here's to you making that happen in 2017. And if you want help, obviously I'm here. The Thriver Circle is here. We'll be uh, waiting for you next week if you want to come and join us. So don't hesitate. Head on over to ThriverCircle.com. And find out all of the membership benefits, all of the workshops, the monthly chats, calls and projects, the amazing community of hundreds and hundreds of makers from all over the world. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what you make. If you're a maker of any stripe, an artist, an artisan, you'll fit right in with us because that's what we are. And we're positive. We're productive. We are there in the, for the highs. We're there for the lows. We're there to help. And guide and sometimes just cheer we've had a lot of cheering this week there's been quite a few people who've like gotten their first sale and stuff like that so it's been really lovely and just basically there to support you and help you out and me of course I'm in there every weekday as well So thank you so much for listening for another week to the Create and Thrive podcast. Uh, I'm Jess Van Den. If you want to check out the Thriver Circle, remember head on over to thrivercircle.com to find out all the details and to join us uh, from July 4th onwards. For a couple of days, the doors will be open for 72 hours only and membership won't be open again until much later in the year. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful week and a wonderful second half of the year. And I'll see you around in the Create and Thrive world. Bye for now.